Hello, I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny. I love it. Do you like Uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. Yeah, and you dropping your voice. That could be be our (laughs) first intro. (laughs) So without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. In this episode, we welcome my husband, Bobby, and David's childhood friend, Ashley, who both also have ADHD. Thank you, Bobby and Ashley. Now, let's get started. Anytime I felt singled out in any way, even if it's like, like I couldn't, I don't know that I ever could feel proud, right? Or I could, because literally it was met with like, bullying essentially like because I let's own like I don't know if I was a kid today if I saw a kid doing what I was doing I would be like yeah I want to be friends with that kid but like the messages I got socially right like when you say like I used attachment to like help me you know move through academically what David is referring to is me finding solace and doing well in school or being a good student It's taking me some years to own it because goodness knows, like, how much privilege and luck played into my life, like, so much, right? Um, But I definitely also did well in school in the sense I got good grades. Back to what we were saying. Well, again, that is also the only, it's like a survival mechanism because if none of your peers are really that interested or are, you know, mean or are hurtful to you, like, you... It's like you pick the one person who... You got to align with somebody. You have to find an ally, right? So, but then it does become this chain reaction where like, you know, I went to school with the same kids for a number of years because I was like tracked into like, you know, gifted programs and stuff, which I have so many opinions about, but I'm not going to get into right now. Um, But like essentially what ended up, the messaging I got um, was, and of course there were more boys than girls in this program. And the girls were... (sighs) just a shit show. I mean, like, just like really like, imagine being in a room with like 10 girls and they're all super, super insecure. And that's like your only potential social group during those years when you're, yeah, and brilliant. But also like during those years when you're, you know, only kind of allying with like your whatever at that time. I love that you're like, I'm trying to put the brilliant thing in here. Like, get out of here with the brilliant thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like the, the viciousness of really smart people is different. The viciousness of really smart people is that at one point I was told I had a, like literally, like the type of bullying would be like a comment, like, you know that you walk really funny, right? Like you have a, like a, you, you bounce too much when you walk. You should work on that. Like that kind of bullying oh, or chipping I mean, away. To be honest, like girls from basically oh, like 12 to 20 are the worst. And yeah. Even actually past 20. They're just the worst. And like when you said being like in a room with like 10 girls of that age, like I, I almost literally wanted to just like pee my pants in fear. Yeah. No, there was a time actually and the teachers. By the time I was in middle school, the teachers, 
I would leave the room crying a whole lot because that was my other thing was I was just like freaking out and like, you know, eating lunch with the teachers, like just doing whatever I could to not be in the space. And um, their solution was to put us all in a room by ourselves. Oh, God. And, no. to, fi- half and a day. to figure it out, right? To figure like, it out. Figure it out. And You're that was smart. really traumatizing. That was, that was yeah, really not cool. Yeah. No, that that sounds like how how one person gets torn to pieces. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. That they're like. Literally, down like the people go around the room. Yeah. But you know, the, the the way this relates to ADHD is every I can look back now and everything they picked on me for pretty much is somehow connected to ADHD, like in my head. Like the way I walked was because I couldn't sit still and I would like want to bounce more because I was so like understimulated by sitting all day. So I would like, I think I did walk funny because I was like, boo, boo, boo. like I wanted to like bounce off the walls. Um, the way that like they, they, you know, the comments were always like, you're annoying. You never know when to stop talking. You never know. You never get it that we don't want you here. Like a oh, ton of like, I've you don't get all three yeah, of those You don't get the life. social cues. Yeah. Like you don't get just how much of a loser you are kind of thing. Like lots of messages around like you sort of not being normal almost being punished for what you're not picking up you super punished for what you're not picking like i and the the part that i think when bobby and i were talking about this the part that makes this interesting is that also i i felt like i couldn't i couldn't find respite away from that experience right like there was no one there was no one i could find who was like you know, fellow loser in arms. Like there were definitely other. <laughs> you needed a millhouse. I needed yeah. a millhouse, and I definitely fa- found some along the way. But I was always so desperate to be liked, and so desperate to have friends, and so desperate to have like to feel like I wasn't the loser that I would keep coming back to like the frenemies and the. You know what I mean? Like, and oh, I, I know that, what you mean. Like, this so, is connecting with me on a very deep so level. So this was like a pattern up until high school. And my saving grace was actually just essentially cutting everybody off because these were the same kids I'd been in school with since like most of them, like third grade, some of them since fifth grade. Um, and by the time I hit high school, high school was my saving grace because suddenly, first of all, sheer volume. I went to yeah. like a 2,800 person high school. I got lost in the crowd. I was, I sure I was a smart kid in class, but there were lots more smart kids in class. We weren't isolated in this gifted track where like the other kids in the school hated us. Cause we would always get to do the cool stuff and have like, you know, field trips and all these like weird. Ice cream socials. Always, yeah. Like all these weird, like, oh, we're making boats out of rubber, you know, like kind of thing. <laughs> um, just being creative. Right. So like, it was just my saving grace and I could get lost in the shuffle. And that was also when, um, I think I also met all my friends who were all in drama and theater and like, were also, you know, probably on some level, we were all kind of the kid who had ADHD. Like a lot of the kids, I mean, most of my friends, I think I found my tribe a little bit. Cause I found- Are you putting this together now as you're talking? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. No, I'm sorry I just went on and on. I've talked a lot. That's amazing. But- No, that's kind of- Is this helpful? Yes. I rambled on. What's so helpful about what you're talking about is like, you're talking about like what an experience is like to feel like so, so threatened by other people, but so threatened by like your peers and so threatened by like the world. And then like your solace is not always the place that you want to be your place of solace, right? Mm -hmm. It ended up being your rocket ship that took you out of there. But like, also it's like everyone threw stone to the person building the rocket ship like that doesn't sound so great oh yeah and yeah and i gotta say this just impulsively talking a whole lot you know because it's part of the diagnosis but <laughs> but like i gotta say world like when i first met isabel at work 
it, like can, I want to be can I just be this transparent about like my first impression of you? Sure. Okay. I, I feel like you were like, oh, she's got so much ADHD or something. Oh, that's never like. Okay. No, no. It's, if that happens, it's great. If it doesn't happen, yeah. But like the yeah. first thing I'm like, oh my god, this is a really cool person. Oh, Holy crap! Nice. And they get the brain. Oh Jesus! All right, I gotta be. I don't say something stupid around her. Be cool. All right. Oh, and then, that's so nice. and then I realized like all of a sudden I was looking at like you and like everyone that we work with, like they all like are varying ages and everyone looks the same. Like there are some people that are in their seventies and some people that are in their thirties and everyone looks the same age. Like people take <laughs> incredible care of themselves. No, no, it's wow. unbelievable. You're like, not wrong. Some great that you skincare. That. I'm like, yeah, they do have some great skincare. No, and so, and then I'm just <laughs> yeah. looking around and like, and Isabel's like doing the things and like you bring your lunch, which is something I'm really intimidated by as a person. <laughs> So, which is because I have so many like health things I have to see. Well, you're excusing it, but I'm just saying that you present as a super cool person empirically. Like, and I'm I'm like a cool dude. I'm pretty cool. I got tattoos. (laughs) I got facial hair. I know a lot about psychological stuff. Everyone likes me. That checks all the boxes. (laughs) That is what everybody looks for in friends. Yeah, that's true. Tattoos, facial hair, psychology. Yeah, yeah. You checked them all off. I I just somebody give me a box. Approved. I just check one. I need to get tattoos and learn more about psychology. This is why we're doing the podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> tattoos, so, here we come. So, um, I'm sorry, are you going to say something? Yeah. No, I was just thinking about growing a sweet beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, any parting words? Anything you feel like you want to say? Maybe to the people out there. Can imagine I- that there's like a kid out there who's you. But you as a kid, like, oh. what would you tell them or what would you not even just like, oh, you'll survive. But like, you know, like, what do you think that they would benefit from knowing or hearing? Try to understand math more because it's really important. <laughs> I'm really bad at math still. <laughs> I'm smiling because the 13 year old in me is going like, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> like, I wish you like, were right, but OK. Should have paid more attention. I need to know acute angles all the time. <laughs> no, I literally never needed that. I think I would really have to have a, like an intense conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it would be real. And I would like kind of, yeah, I would get down like not on my knees, but like that weird squat where you're like low and like the coach squat, like, like if you're a server and you're at a restaurant and you're like kneeling to be like head level with the person at the table, how you kind of like squat down, you don't Mm -hmm. like take a knee. I kind of squat on down, put my hands on my knees and like lean in and just say like, this is going to be really hard Mm -hmm. and this isn't going to always be easy. The secret to living with ADHD is finding out how to do the things you don't want to do and tolerate the bullshit. I love you. Hang in there. Really random thought. After that awesome <laughs> delivery about what yeah. I'm saying to a tr- like a, like a, like a version of me out in the world. Now, my question is, okay, so if you, okay, to give yourself advice at that age, do you I'm think you at that age would listen to you now? Yeah. You think oh my so? God, yeah. Yeah, if I was like, if I was like a dude going, wow, dude, I have ADHD. Look at my beard. I have tattoos. I'm you in the future, like doing things. Check this out. And me would be like, okay, I wouldn't know how to deal with the bullshit. I wouldn't know how to increase the frustration. Right. But like, that's just the truth. There's no way to like fast forward frustration tolerance. What is frustration tolerance? Frustration tolerance is pretty much how much BS or annoyance we can take in any given situation. The way we build up our frustration tolerance is by practicing tolerating 
the BS and the annoyances. So like a basic example of this is if we really can't tolerate being in a car for a long time, we're going to take long drives in a car. Yes, even the idea of building a tolerance to frustration can require building your frustration tolerance. Yeah. Uh huh. I'll say that again. The idea of building tolerance to frustration can require building your frustration tolerance. Oh, this gets meta. Only way to do frustration tolerance is do the thing you don't want to do over and over and over again to build a callus. Like we can take medicine and that helps you get exposure and mastery so that there's a lot of other things that like don't suck about it. Right. But it, the whole thing about this is not avoiding things around development and like absolutely making yourself do the things that you don't want to do in the safest possible way. Like do it differently. Like go out and do like, listen, younger me, go out and do the research project on the L train, like ignore everyone, get that B in that class. It's all good. Your friend's going to be one of the most wonderful people in the world. There's going to be like two children because of this. And you're like a successful psychology person. Like it's it's fine. Like do what you want. It works out. It works out. But like, I feel like if you also told me back then it's going to work out, I'd stop trying. Mm. So you couldn't be told like, it'll all be okay. Because then you'd be like, well, cool. I don't need to work for this. Well, now we're getting into like back to the future rules. Like, yeah. are we really like, is it the, have you heard the like various forms of time travel, right? Are we the spider on the same thread? Spider? Okay. So I read an article once that showed all these alternating timelines from the point of view of a spider. It was amazing. And now I can't find it. I'm really sorry. Okay. So the best I could do is a minute physics video um, and a short mental floss article on this exact topic. Okay, so the topic I go on to describe about like time travel and all of it from the point of view from a spider, I promise it'll make sense if you check out this Minute Physics video and this Mental Floss article. The links to both are in our show notes. Okay, okay, moving on. Or is it the spider able to jump? You're talking about string theory? Yeah, but like, yeah, also about like, like, is it back to the future? No, no, no. No, like the the, the different branches of what time travel can be. One is which you can interact with past self, therefore altering future self, including making it so you would never exist. If I interacted with a past self, I would disappear. Or like multiverse style, like it doesn't matter if you interact, you know, into the Spider-Verse style where, where you can interact with other, with your past self, but it doesn't. Like your timeline isn't altered. Like Jake I, Johnson version of you and not Chris Pine version of you. Down. I'm so sorry. What would you say? What would I say? I feel like interestingly, um, I think I would say something like, um, I you know I don't even know. I think I need a little more time. I asked that question. I'm going to say you you asked that question. I know because I wanted to know what you had to say. I don't know what I have to say about it. I what, most of well, the time when I'm talking, I have what no if, idea what I'm going to say. What if you just blasted? What if I blasted you with the time machine, Ray? Don't I'm not going to explain how the technology works because it's secret. And then <laughs> and then you were you were set right with. Uh, Isabel in that in that classroom stressing out and you had to say something right now and you didn't have time to prep it and you only had like like five six seconds yeah. to give past you a message from you now without destroying yeah because it's a beta uh, version I haven't okay. figured out the I, I then I would longer. say um you know sometimes the things that make you shiniest also scare people around you and don't take any shit from anybody who can't handle your shininess and keep shining that light until you find other shiny people. And then when you find your shiny people, you're going to be like, fuck y'all. This is the life. I don't need you. And also, 
I think you'll realize that it's so much easier to be shiny. And actually, shininess is, I think, the thing that is usually behind people being bullied. Like, I do think the people who are picked on are usually the ones who have, like, a lot of gifts. And so, and other kids sense it and they get weird about it. The end. Can I just ask one question? I don't know if that's, like, total bullshit. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm inspired. Okay. That was amazing. I, I mean, maybe it's a lie, but I don't feel like it's a lie. Like, I've yet to meet an adult who hasn't had some wound from something where I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are so fucking shiny. And it was just that kids at that age were not ready to process and accept and create room for that. Children are pit vipers. Yeah, because they just want the, the lowest common denominator. Well, and they're vicious, and they only know how to be mean or nice. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing in between. No. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you because you're not nice. Like, kids are just mean. Like, yeah. you could say you're busy, dude. Like, why do you have to tell me? <laughs> you're I mean, you I'd rather like you just me. ghost me at that point. <laughs> just stop talking to me instead of telling me I'm weird. Bobby, what would your message be? I think I would say, I think I would, I would say, because it's interesting, because I actually feel like I've... I've gotten, when I was younger, I was more uh, uh, fearless than I am now. So I'm trying to think of, <laughs> without going, hey, so uh, can you tell me what I should be doing now, <laughs> young self? Can you tell me how to, how to work things out now? Um, I, think, I, I think I would go on and say, of all the things that you're going to, of all the things that you're going to stress out about, and I don't know if this goes against David, what you said, no. I'd go, it doesn't matter. Like all the things that you think that are going to be like this, Whatever it could be that you think, oh, my gosh, this is if, if this doesn't happen, my whole life's not going to work out. The thing is, is that I can't even think of those things right now because that's how little they matter, that I can't really remember what those stressful things were. I, I, I would definitely say, like, just hit, hit hard and embrace as much as you can uh, uh, of, the, of the stuff that you love to do and, and just keep, uh, keep listening to yourself and, and don't put so much weight into what other people say. And then I'd say, can you repeat that back to me so that, so that I can hear it too? Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I feel like it's, it's strange because I, I have that. There's, yeah, there's that sense of like, I feel like I, I would want my younger self to tell me to then go, OK, now it's your turn. Now, now, now build me back up. You know, I think it's so hard to like imagine that if we were really do anything different in our lives, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And like, there's always parts of us that like we wish we could do differently or change or like be better at, right? Mm-hmm. But like, when we look at those parts, I think we often miss the parts that are like shiny, mm-hmm. sparkling, amazing, right? And like, I don't think I would ever go back and change anything. I just think I need to know when it starts really sucking, that's not <laughs> the time to stop. Right. <laughs> like, walk, <laughs> keep walking if it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that you're not at the end just yet. But we are at the end of this episode. Take it away, David. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something. Something's shiny. That's right. Just as you are. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram as Something Shiny Podcast. And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com. And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in two weeks.